0: Are you ready? You are reality. The comments and opinions of this program may be considered offensive. Viewer discretion is advised. What's up everybody, welcome back to Uncommon Sense. Billy here, I will be your solo host today. We're going to be covering some articles of recent news here in Oregon. Um, The guys and I have been pretty busy with life and whatnot, you know how it goes, but there's a few things that we want to get out there and just spread the information. So I've got one article I'm going to read all the way through and then I've got a few here that I just kind of want to touch on and I will do my best to make sure all the links are in the description so you guys can also read them for yourselves but I know there's a lot of our listeners out there that drive, need something to keep their mind going and pass the time while they're on the road. So shout out to all of our truckers that listen to us, people that travel, we appreciate you. All right, so the first subject on the list today is an article from the Oregon Farm Bureau. It was written back 5th of May, 2021 by the Vice President of Public Policy for Oregon Farm Bureau. Oregon's IP-13 would destroy Oregon's livestock industry. It's interesting reading this because I heard about similar things, I should say read about similar things happening also in Colorado. Alright, so let's just get into this. She says, I've been fielding a lot of questions from members about a concerning proposal coming forward around Oregon's livestock industry. What is it, and what do you need to know? IP 13 is an initiative petition that would classify artificial insemination and other practices as, sexual assault of an animal, ban the slaughter of animals, and pretty much eliminate every other exclusion from the animal crime statutes that our members rely on for their livestock operations, but very simply, This petition is the biggest threat to the livestock industry we have seen in decades. A few initial points. This is an initiative petition, not a legislative bill. This means that while you absolutely should still write your legislator expressing your concerns, it will actually be the voters who would vote on this petition in the November 2022 election. It is still in early stages. The proponents of the petition just submitted the 1,000 signatures they need to get a draft ballot title last week. Remember, this was back in May, early May. So they did that in late April. What specifically does IP 13 do? It criminalizes animal management by targeting the majority of exemptions from the animal crime statutes that ensure that the laws are not applied more broadly than intended. For example, abuse statutes criminalize the act of people causing injury or death to animals, and rely on the exemptions to make sure that things like dehorning, branding, castration, and slaughtering activities are still allowed even though technically they do cause injury or death to the animals. The petition would remove those exemptions as well as a host of other exemptions from Oregon law, having the effect of criminalizing those activities. Specifically, the petition deletes the good Animal Husbandry Act exemption from the crime of animal abuse in the second degree, and animal abuse in the first degree, and animal neglect. These are misdemeanor offenses, unless the violation is committed in the presence of a minor child, then the first degree abuse or neglect can become a felony, so much for family farming and ranching. The petition adds, breeding domestic livestock and equine animals to the list of activities that constitutes sexual assault of an animal, effectively making it a sex crime to artificially inseminate animals and potentially targeting preg check and even planned breeding of animals. The petition removes nearly every exemption that prevents common activities from being considered abuse or assault, including transportation, rodeos, commercial poultry, good animal husbandry practices, slaughter, fishing, hunting and trapping, wildlife management practices, scientific or agricultural research, pest and vermin control, and handling and training techniques. Holy cow. Okay, so anything that falls under good animal husbandry will now be considered at least abuse in the second degree. Um, Animal abuse in the first degree and animal neglect if it's in front of a child can't plan to breed your animals, your livestock. This is insane. To me, honestly, this is just another way to control us. If they make virtually everything that's involved in the farming and ranching of animals, hunting, trapping, all of that, if they make all of that illegal, that takes away so much from the average person's ability to sustain themselves and their family without having to rely on the government in some way or corporations in some way wow all right so let's move on read some more put simply this petition is designed to criminalize farming ranching hunting trapping pest control and killing of animals for any reason It is also designed to prevent anything but offering medical care to animals and ensure that activities typically done for animals' health and safety, like branding or dehorning, cannot occur. You'll note that the initiative doesn't only target agriculture, it would also effectively ban hunting research involving animals, rodeos, circuses, and most other activities involving animals. Oregon has, among the most progressive laws, around animal abuse in the nation. However those laws only passed the legislature because they were specifically negotiated not to cover farming, ranching, hunting, trapping, research, and other activities where existing standards of animal care and husbandry already apply. The intended and unintended consequences of this proposal would be staggering. I can think of very few aspects of agriculture that wouldn't be touched. Vole removal, beaver removal, and other activities necessary for supporting farming would be criminalized alongside agriculture, animal agriculture. So who is behind this proposal? David Michelson is the activist behind IP13. He is serving as both campaign director and chief petitioner of Yes on IP13 and formed the organization End Animal Cruelty to run this initiative. He is also behind a similar proposal in Colorado, however it appears They are getting support from a wide variety of animal rights organizations and are well-resourced. Of course they are. So what can you do now? Make sure your friends and family, especially those who aren't connected to agriculture, are aware of this proposal and the sweeping impact it could have. We will need all facets of agriculture to engage alongside the other targeted industries. Do you have friends who like to hunt or who have ever had to trap a rat in their house? Make sure they know about this proposal. While the initial battles in the initiative petition process are largely legal, by this summer we will need all hands on deck to help fundraise and spread the word about this proposal. Any donations to Oregon Farm Bureau's voter education fund marked for IP-13 will also go to our efforts to fight this petition. Well, that's an interesting piece, I'll let that sink in, we'd like to know what you guys think about this, your own opinions, and we'll talk about it as a group. More later, I think you all kind of already know what my opinion on it is. So, moving on, one other thing I wanted to cover there's a lot of sheriffs in Oregon who have written letters and publicly stated that they will not be enforcing Governor Brown's mask mandates. I think there's like nine of them that have already come forward about it. Don't quote me on that, I could be wrong. There could be more. So, I did a search here. Oregon Sheriff Department not reinforcing mask mandates. And there's all kinds of stuff here. Uh, one of them says Oregon's, uh, Constitutional Sheriff's seize on mask mandates. So that's interesting. Just waiting for everything to load and do what it's supposed to do. Alright, here we go. Oregon Constitutional Sheriff's sees on mask mandates to attack state government's authority. Who wrote this article? Oh, it's the Oregonian. No, I don't. Want your subscription okay so it wants me to subscribe don't read that and i'm not subscribing to the oregonian no thank you all right so i guess i'm not reading that one to you guys but i did already pull up a few here about different county sheriffs douglas county was one and i'll try to link these in the description so you guys can check them out for yourself but i'll just brief through a couple of them here so douglas county roseburg oregon was one day left until outdoor masks are again required the Douglas County Sheriff's Office says they will not reinforce I'm sorry they will not enforce any of the state's COVID-19 mandates. The sheriff says he believes it's up to the individual to educate themselves and make decisions about their own health. Thank you Sheriff. At least someone has faith in the public that we actually have brains we can think for ourselves and make decisions accordingly. Alright next we got Marion County COVID-19 response should be handled by local leaders, agency, not state. Marion County Sheriff's deputies will continue to advocate for education on renewed mask mandates from the governor's office instead of citing or arresting people for not following the order. Sheriff published a letter to the community August 20th, said in part, My office is committed to encouraging our community members to make educated decisions to protect the health and safety of our residents and visitors in Marion County. This is something we can accomplish, not through mandates, but with communication, compassion, and while respecting the different beliefs of our diverse community. He also says the concern from community members is that law enforcement will become the mask police. Alright, who's next? Alright, let's see. What else do we got here? Tillamook County Sheriff's Office. Message from Tillamook County Sheriff. With the recent surge in COVID hospitalizations, I have been receiving inquiries from the media and public regarding enforcement of the governor's mask mandate. The simple answer to that question is that Tillamook County Sheriff's Office will not be enforcing any mask mandates. This one here is Oregon.gov, Oregon Health Authority, Mask Recommendations and Requirements Just so you guys are updated on exactly what it says. On August 24th, Governor Kate Brown announced a new rule that will require people in Oregon to mask in most public outdoor settings, regardless of vaccination status where physical distancing is not possible. The rule will go in effect Friday, August 27th. Masks, face coverings, or face shields are required in all indoor spaces. Read the full Oregon administrative rule here. Business and organizations may find signs to post by visiting this link under the business signage selection. Why wear a mask? Why get vaccinated if it apparently doesn't protect you outdoors Alright, next we have let's click on my next link here. Sheriff Cabor writes letter to Governor Brown requesting local control in COVID response. This is from Klamath County, Klamath Falls, Oregon. In response to state mandates from Salem regarding the continued issues of COVID-19, Klamath County Sheriff pens a letter to Governor Brown requesting that control of such mandates be dictated at the local level. The sheriff states that Klamath County Sheriff's Office will continue to provide the safety, security, peace, and education of our citizens to the best of our ability. However, the Klamath County Sheriff's Office will not be enforcing masking, social distancing, or mandates that come directly from the state without local representation in the decision-making process. And then below here we have a whole copy of his letter, but that's very long. I won't be reading that, but there is sheriff caber from klamath county his letter and i will link that also in the description you guys can read that full length for yourselves in your own time and this one looked kind of saucy so i clicked on it popped up when i was looking at the one from klamath And it says sky lakes may open field hospital to address klamath county covid19 surge i want to know where this surge is because it's supposedly happening all over oregon i have not seen it Skylakes opened its second isolation unit for COVID-19 patients on Monday and as of Tuesday morning has 20 people hospitalized with the virus. There are only two beds available in its regular intensive care unit for non-COVID-19 patients. All right, so I'm going to skim through this real quick. All right, it says four patients admitted with Delta variant have died in the past week with more more deaths anticipated. Okay, what are they going to do? These poor people. It says they had the Delta variant. That doesn't mean that's what they died of. How old were they? What other problems did they have, if any? See, I love how they're so limited on their actual information of the death itself. Alright, it's not as saucy as I thought, but, oh wait, what does this say here? As the local medical system strains under the demands of the COVID surge, Klamath County Sheriff released a letter to Governor Kate Brown on Monday afternoon urging her to reverse course on the state mask and vaccination mandates, stating that the department would not enforce it and encouraging residents to peaceably resist it. His letter echoes a letter from Klamath County School Board members and Klamath County Board of Commissioners asking for local control to be restored when making such decisions. Well, good job. I I applaud them. Good job, Klamath County. The Klamath County Sheriff's Office will not be enforcing masking, social distancing, or mandates that come directly from state without local representation in the decision making process, the sheriff said in his letter. He said the individual counties must be allowed to make decisions based on each county's particular health and safety concerns and that imposing statewide requirements is divisive and coercive. I agree with him. Thank you, Sheriff. I like this guy. I am convinced most Klamath County citizens are not willing to concede authority to your office and are in support of local control, the sheriff said. I am currently working with parents who indicate they intend to resist state requirements. I do this in hopes of keeping the peace as school begins. This will undoubtedly include protesting your mandates. And then some guy from Sky Lakes says he believes brown is right in uh to impose the mask and vaccine mandates of course he does he makes more money that way but then of course he says i'm but then of course he says it's not that i'm against personal freedom or anything but we're talking about lives here so are we gonna ban cars because people drink and drive people get in accidents we should ban cell phones because people text and drive well, he is right about one thing. He says the problem with COVID-19 is it has become so political uh, Yeah, and you're not really helping in that matter Alright, so there's that a little bit of back and forth going on in Klamath County. Let's see what this one is Grant County Sheriff, so I'll link that one in there Union County Sheriff sends letter to Governor Brown. There's his letter which of course is long uh, He wrote that on the 13th of August So I'll link that one in there for you guys. You can check that out. How many we got so far? One, two, three, four, five. Oh, six, seven right here. Portland, Oregon, the sheriffs of two counties in Oregon said they will not comply. Let's see if I can find out what counties they are. Clackamas County and Washington County sheriffs. All right, let me go back to the top on this one. Oregon sheriffs refused to comply with governor's call to send deputies to Portland okay, so this isn't about the masks specifically, but it might be an interesting read, so... Alright, two counties in Oregon said they will not comply with the governor's request that they send their deputies to Portland to help quell the violent riots that have been plaguing the city for the past... Okay, so this was an old one. Alright. Alright, so I think that's about down to there for those, um... Of course, you guys can do your own searches. I just like to go over some of this stuff with you. Do part of the work for you, I guess. Link the articles in the description and half the work's gone. Now you just got to read it. So, I think that's about down to there for today. Um, probably got enough hints during the first article. Seem to understand what my opinion on that is. I do not agree with it at all. I will definitely be voting no on IP13. As for the sheriff's... I'm proud of all the sheriffs that have stood up against the governor and said, no, this is not our job. This is unconstitutional. This is something that should be handled on a local level. And I applaud every one of them that has stepped forward to say that they will not be enforcing these mandates. All right. Well, I think that wraps it up for today, you guys. I hope you enjoyed the listen, learned something, and let us know what you think in the comments below. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share with all fellow patriots. Thank you for tuning in to Uncommon Sense today. I have been your host today, Billy, signing out. And you ain't black. Thank you for joining us. We hope you enjoyed the listen. You can now support Uncommon Sense on Anchor.fm. From Anchor, you can link to your favorite listening app or listen right from Anchor.fm. Anchor allows us to be available on five platforms as well as YouTube. The direct links of those platforms are also in the description below. He he he. Damn it, Billy. Give me back my liquor.